working with their children on a daily basis, Cody. And I thank you for being here with us on doing the show. Hey, look, be safe, Doc. You do the same, Cody. Take Take care. care. is stronger than anyone I've ever known. Growing up when life got hard, her strength helped pull us through. Even after her heart failure diagnosis, she remained stronger than ever. My family's support keeps me strong. Together, we're rising above heart failure. Heart failure doesn't have to steal your strength. For simple steps you can take to help prevent, improve, or manage heart failure, go to riseabovehf.org. My dad came to live with us last month, and you know, it's going pretty well. I feel like I never have time for myself. With him being around more, it really lets us catch up on things. His memory isn't what it used to be. We get up and we have coffee. He usually wakes up at 4.30. Then we go for a walk. He needs lots of my attention. I do need to keep an eye on his medications, though. That's important. Sometimes I feel like a pharmacist. I'd say John and the kids are adjusting pretty well. They honestly have no idea what I'm going through. It can be a little challenging. Help, but so far so good. I could really use just a little help. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This is Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, Philadelphia. Independent Black Media. The views and opinions expressed by the guests, listeners, and hosts of any program on Word Radio do not necessarily reflect those of ownership, management, or advertisers of this station. everyone and welcome to another edition of the Chris Murray Report on WURD Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we always have a lot to cover, a lot to talk about this week. Um, Sports is back. Your Philadelphia 76ers have a game tonight against the Indiana Pacers in the bubble down at Walt Disney World's wide world of sports. And uh, the Sixers are are right now at the sixth seed in the NBA's Eastern Conference trying to move up. And they're going to be doing it with a unique experiment with Shake Milton at the point guard position. And they're moving um, Ben Simmons to the number four position, the power forward position. And we will see how that works out today. This week, baseball, well, last week, baseball came back. I had the pleasure of covering the three-game series between the the uh, Phillies and the Marlins. The Marlins actually got the best of the Phillies in that series. But, of course, the big news that came out of that series is that four of the Marlins players tested positive for COVID-19. And then, as the week progressed, more players began testing positive. And from what I understand, there's a, one of the Phillies coaches tested positive, 
And so, and also one of their um, clubhouse people, people who cleaned out the Marlins locker room to the point to where the Phillies players have been testing all week. They've been found negative for the coronavirus, but it brings into question, the Phillies have not played since last Sunday. They shut down, they shut down the, the, the first of all, they shut down the, um, their series this week with the New York Yankees, supposed to be a four game series with the Yankees, home and home series. And they shut that down. The Marlins have not played in quite some time because they're all being tested, making sure that they are not positive. And um, and it made me write an article in the Philadelphia Sunday Sun this week. Um, if you read my article, um, I wrote about why are we playing sports? Why? In this situation, why are we playing sports when this virus is basically ravaging the whole country. Florida, you get new cases every week. California, who did their best to to social distance, they are basically suffering from all this. And then we're expected to have a football season. And by the way, the Eagles have training camp this week. The Eagles opened up virtual training camp. And I'm wondering, you know, football is the worst. Now, Major League Baseball is considering shutting down. But football might want to think about it because, you know, one of the things that people have not done in sports, and I'm hoping the NBA realizes this, and I'm going to talk about the NBA. I want to talk about the start of the season, LeBron James, uh, your Philadelphia 76ers. I want to talk about that momentarily. But I wonder about whether or not folks are going to finish this season. What happens if basketball has an outbreak? I mean, they said they've done everything to sanitize and socially distance their quarters down in Atlanta. I mean, down in Orlando. And I I wonder, I wonder the wisdom of playing. I, I still wonder. I'm still skeptical of it because simply because you, you know, you're dealing with this virus. And speaking of virus, um, again, I hope everybody's socially distancing. I mean, I'm hearing things in the community. People out here having parties and all this other stuff and doing unsafe things. Meanwhile, a member of the, of the president of the United States cabinet came down with it. We, we need to, there needs to be a national response. If we want our sports to keep going. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get your, your opinions on this. I'm going to have John Mitchell come call in at the bottom of the hour. He and I are going to kind of talk about it. Um, at the bottom of the at the bottom of the hour, I would like to uh, have people. I want to have people talking about this, but um, the numbers to call in are two one five six three four eight zero six five one eight six six three six one zero nine hundred, and uh, you can you can also catch me streaming live on um, on WRDRadio.com. If you're not near a radio, you get this on your computer. We're also um, live streaming on Facebook. And by the way, before if you're watching me live on Facebook. One of the things I want to do, one, and this has been an ongoing thing throughout the summer, the Negro League Baseball Museum down in down in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and I did a story, I did a, wrote a column on that this week. The Negro League Baseball Museum is doing their tip your cap, and while I'm here, tip your cap to honor those those players, you know, the Satchel Pages, the Josh Gibsons. And all those people who played in the Negro League, the Buck O'Neills, the, you know, they're honoring this is the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues. So to and I'm going to join what President Obama and other people have done to honor the Negro Leagues. I'm doing this live on the air. You can't see it on the radio, but I'm on on Facebook Live. They're doing their tip, their, their tip your hat campaign. And why is that important? In baseball, one of the one of the most one of the most. Um, how can I put it? One of those most respectful things you can do as a competitor in baseball. Someone hits a home run or a guy makes a great catch at the wall. You tip your cap to him. Sometimes you tip your cap for someone who for a job well done. So to the Stanley Glens of the world, the Satchel Pages, the Malin Duckets of the world, played with the uh, Philadelphia Stars, the guys who never got a chance to star in the major leagues and, and, and to be honest about it, the Negro Leagues made Major League Baseball what it is today for the style of play that they brought. I'm going to officially tip my cap, give it a tip of the cap 
If you're watching me in the studio, I have a I have the Baltimore Black Sox baseball cap. So I'm tipping my cap to those guys who play. And I'm also, and this is also a thing to John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, all those who passed away fighting because baseball was a part of the civil rights movement as well in the sense that Jackie Robinson was the first freedom rider. He played in the Negro Leagues. Two of arguably the greatest players of all time, Willie Mays and Hank Aaron, who, you know, they, you know, they played in the Negro Leagues. And all those who came after them, so I'm tipping my cap thank, to thank those guys. Thank you for your service and thank all those people, John Lewis of the world, all those people who passed away, Malcolm, Martin, all those people who passed away so we can have a chance to be on the air, so we have a chance to have our own radio stations, to, to, to be a part of ESPNs and all those other places. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer that yes, we need diversity in the mainstream, but we also need to own our own too. So, all right, so what do we have with us? We have um, Joe from West Oak Lane. Joe, hey, what's happening? I'm doing great, man. Put hey, my hat back on. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Good to uh, good to hear you get on the radio. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I um I I wasn't a great baseball fan growing up, but uh, I had a really really great T-shirt that was it was called the Negro League All Star, mm-hmm. and uh, it had it had all the logos of all the all the Afro, uh, all the uh, Negro League teams. That that were that were playing playing baseball and uh, you know it got everybody's attention when I, I used to wear it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, you know. And uh, I remember when the movie came out back in '76, the Bingo Along with the Traveling All Stars. Yeah, I remember that movie. I found out that was pretty close to factual the way the way things were. And, mm-hmm. and so I had a conversation with, with with my father. I said they should have left them where they were. He said, no, nah, they. It wasn't a really paying the guys right, just like it was in the movie when it was time to get paid. Sometimes the money wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So that was, so I he, mean, the the Negro, the those guys, man, for all their great talents, they, I mean, it was to a point to where the community, the community kept them fed. You know, I was uh, talking to uh, the guy who did the sculpting for the um, Negro League uh, Memorial up on um, up on 44th and Parkside, I think, or yeah, 44th and Parkside in West okay. Philly. And one of the things he said is that when these guys came out to play, they used to play out in that in that neighborhood that was Stars had a it had a stadium out there. They also played at Connie Mack, but they said that people because they couldn't eat in restaurants they would give them shoe boxes of food and things wow. of that nature just to eat. Wow. And the thing is, you know, we take for granted. You know, we go, we travel up and down 995, and I go, if I'm in Delaware, I'll stop at the Delaware house, go to the bathroom, you know, get a, yeah. you know, get, get a chicken, a spicy chicken sandwich from Popeye's and yeah. all that. You know, yeah. you know we, we go, we take this for granted. And I remember when my mother was telling me that before the superhighway system, they had to go up and down Route 1. And even the places in the north, the so-called north, wasn't allowing yeah. African Americans to go to bathroom, and we take well, those things yeah. for granted. Yeah. But, so but the thing is, is that, and I'm not saying that we are at the point where there's true equality. We are not by right. any, by any stretch of the imagination. But right. those players had to endure that. But they brought a level of play to the game. They brought a ferocity, and. Yeah. You know, I interviewed uh, David Halberstam, the great David Halberstam, and he talked about Frank Robinson and a lot of those guys came into the league after Jackie. And they had a chip on their shoulder. And they played, same thing Roberto Clemente. They played the game with a ferocity that we don't even see in this day and age when it comes to baseball. And they played because because they played with that anger, with that, you know what, we're going to prove ourselves and all that because – a lot, like I say, the Josh Gibsons and people didn't see Satchel Page until he was well into his, you know, his his waning years as a player, yeah. and yeah. so that that's a that's a situation. But I'm I'm sorry. Let me let, let me let you let me let you. No, no, it's, it's, it's all good. I, I I remember my father telling me he used to see uh, uh, in, in my in my old neighborhood. I grew up uh, uh, next town to Oga. He used to see Jackie Robinson and Roy mm-hmm. Cabanello walking. Walking around to to his home because uh, Roy lived on Smedley Street and right. Smedley, Smedley and Buck and um and uh, Pike. 
mm-hmm. and, and in between Pike and Butler. Wow. And, uh, and he used to see them. And, and it's a placard of giving honor to Roy Cabanella. I was like, wow, you saw him? He said, yeah, I could see him. I was like, wow, that's, that's something. But uh, switching, switching to the 70s, 60s, I, I, like the young, I like the young fellow, uh, uh, Shay, Shay Milton. I, I like, I like him. He's a nice combo guard. He can shoot. He's, he's not, uh, he's not going to be flat, flappable out there on the court. But I'll tell you, a guy who I'm really getting tired of his act, man, and I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with a reason to miss a game because his goatee is going to have soreness in it. You know, I'm tired of Joel Embiid. You're t- why are you tired of Joel Embiid? Because you come up with these tired excuses. I mean, soreness in your calf. Come on, man. Go out there and play. You stretch that muscle out. You get a massage. And soreness is not a reason to not to play in a practice game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of his, 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 his age. All he has a, a, a tired reason why he can't play. And it's the same tired excuses. Uh, my stomach hurts. Uh, I don't feel good. I mean, you get paid to play a game. Yeah, play basketball. Well, in, slightly in this defense, and I and I and I understand where where you're coming from with that. I mean, I I, I get where you where you are. I mean. I've had calf injuries. Sometimes it led to hamstrings, man. And so I understand that he wants to be healthy. But the thing is, I'm wondering how well he keeps himself in shape. See, that's the thing that bothers me about Embiid is that what are you doing in between that time to keep yourself? You got to stay in shape. You know, stay away from Popeye's and, you know. Although I like Popeyes, but yeah, I like we all like Popeyes. <laughs> we all have Popeyes, but we can't eat it all the time. And even <laughs> and even not athletes like myself, you know, that have, I'm retired. But the thing is, you you got to have a good diet. You got to take care of yourself in the game. I mean, that's how there's a difference between Ray Allen and Allen Iverson. Ray Allen was <laughs> able to last a long time. Not to, and I'm not diminishing Allen Iverson's greatness, I know. but. <laughs> You you you've got to take care of yourself because when you get a little older, you can't run as fast. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, you you're not as athletic. I mean, this is why this is why guys like Jordan. You know, say what you want about Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan as a player. You know, he became better because he realized he's not going to be Air Jordan twenty four seven. He's not going to yeah. be able to you know do those those dunks I uh-huh. used to see in those Nike commercials. You know, he's not going to be able to cup the ball and do a slam. I still remember the slam he did at, when he was at Carolina against Maryland. I mean, he's not going to be able to fly in the air when you're thirty five. You're not, and you so, got to. So, so. So he started. He started using the using the jump shot. He started using so, the jump so, shot and started, you know, taking the ball to the basket in more conventional ways. And you have to learn that kind of thing. And I'm hoping that Embiid and both Ben Simmons learn to evolve their games. I mean, I think Ben is trying to not Ben, but um, but Joel, but Joel's got to you know keep his head. If Joel can keep his head in the game, he might be a great player. He might. I think, be, I, I, I think another thing with Joel Embiid is that. It seems to me every time a lot of attention goes to other players on the team, he always has a gripe. And I remember how uh, Shaq was jealous of Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. And Shaq, Shaq was jealous of Kobe. And he, he didn't like to share that spotlight. And it seems to me like uh, Embiid seems to be that type of guy. I remember when we had Jimmy Butler and, 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 and Butler scored 38 points back to back. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I heard was Embiid talking about I had to get my touches. Well, he didn't. My and touches where I, where I want my touches. They, you know, why are you talking about your touches and we trying to win the game and you got a player here that had a, a Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant gene in his game. I yeah. wish we could have kept. I wish you could have kept Jimmy Butler because I think he's the guy that could have took us all the way to the championship. Well, thank well, I, you. Well, you're yeah. probably right, but thank you for the call, Joe. I got to move on. Maurice from North Philadelphia. Hey, Charles. All right. Hey, how I you doing? I want to make a couple points. Mm-hmm. First, I want to talk about Philadelphia sports in the high school. We know, we're the number six largest city. We're the number one poorest city. We don't flourish while the black community don't understand business and sports business. Mm-hmm. We're the number one poorest city. Right. You take Texas. Texas are having stadium wars. Small places in Texas are having stadium wars. 
meaning that they are they are they are, they are spending on high school stadiums anywhere from forty million to a hundred million dollars for high school stadiums. Because football is big in Texas. We we understand that, but that's not about football. It's about having a community relationship. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the culture. Right. It, it, you can build whatever you want to build. It's the culture. And right. still, after last year, we don't have that culture. We don't have that relationship with this, with the community who they have a relationship with their school. We don't have that. The only place that did have it one time was in the Frankfurt neighborhood. That's why Frankfurt produced so many championships because mm-hmm. they had that relationship with their community, vice versa. And as we move on, mm-hmm. you, keep, you said you want diversity and you believe in um, integration. If we study the history of economics from 1865 up to civil rights, uh, 1964, we was we was we was denied wealth and property by law until this day. We only get one percent of the contracts in America, black people. Mm-hmm. So how can we say we want diversity when diversity hasn't worked? If we took Black Wall Street and had Black Wall Street still stand today, and integration didn't take place, what is Black America today? Black America will have more millionaires than anybody in America. But but the thing is, you have to do both, and I and yeah, I'm gonna tell and, uh, I, and, and uh, I'm gonna tell you and uh, I'm gonna tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why you have to do both. Because the thing is, what Du Bois and what, and what Du Bois and what Booker T. Washington were trying to do, they were both right. you got to have your own businesses. But at the same time, you also have to realize that, you know, a lot of African-Americans weren't getting access to loans. Well, you, Tulsa was one place in the country. It wasn't the whole country. And they weren't getting access to loans. They weren't getting access to housing and all these other things. The thing is, is that you have to be able to use, use that, you know, that, that money that you make to also, um, also go after those in power. And you got to do, and you have to do both. I, I believe, like I say, every other, you know, every other group in this country that's prospered, yes, they have their own businesses, but they participated in a larger society. You can't necessarily... You know, you. I mean, you and, and and the people have got to make society make these changes. We talk about the police and what's going on. You've got to make them too. You can't have the. You can do both. I I, I firmly believe that. And you can't. You, you, I mean, you can't be in a situation because not all of us. You know, we can't. Our businesses can't employ all of us. Okay. The thing is, is that you gotta basically. You, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you gotta basically vote with your dollars. I mean, King talked about this years ago. I mean, you can do both. I mean, there's nothing. I, I believe in black banks, but you gotta be able to do both, and you gotta be able to access the ordinary people by voting and keeping there and, and holding politicians, even the ones that look like us, accountable. We can do both, and that that's how I see it. So. But, you know, but like I say, Maurice, you make a good point. Okay, so I got to go to break. Thank you for the call. But I got to go to break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Willie and Gary. So you're listening to 96.1 FM, 900 AM WRD, Black Talk Media. The Chris Murray Report will be right back. Support independent black media and join the forward movement now at 215-425-7875. Or visit wordradio.com. As the Philadelphia Housing Authority's offices remain closed to keep everyone safe, residents can now make their payments online. Go to pha.phila.gov and select the online payment option. PHA is opening doors to opportunities. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Homewalk restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, God. Finding best potatoes for french fries. No! Russet. Fingerling, Yukon Gold. Why don't you understand me? 
Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at OnWord or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black Talk Media. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Independent Black Media. Okay, we're back. Okay, now we have on the line with us Willie from Winfield. Good afternoon. Um, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to uh, 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 talk about the uh, show that Channel 10 uh, had on last night on race and sports. And the um, I thought it was a half-baked um, effort on their part to talk about talk about race and sports in this current um, situation that that America is in. Mm-hmm. Um, they they talked about uh, the relationship uh, when Jackie Robinson came into the the majors and how the Philadelphia Phillies treated them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 analysis the 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 way in which they discussed the relationship was very poorly reported. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, for those who don't know, and for those who do know, uh, the the manager at that time uh, was so racist and arrogant and obnoxious and ignorant that he threw a black cat out on the field when Jackie Robinson came to play at Connie Mack Stadium. Not only that, but the players spiked uh Jackie Robinson's ankles on purpose, and and, and made and made him bleed. Um, the show the show that aired last night on Channel Ten was very poorly reported, and and it talked also about Dick Allen, and how Dick Allen came here one time. He stayed. Um, he made some comments, and the Philadelphia Phillies traded him the next day. They brought him back, and and all of a sudden, uh, the Philadelphia uh, community kind of kind of uh, coalesced around Dick Allen and Dick Allen's talent. Um, but I think in this time that um, uh, these high-paid players are starting to realize the platform on which they sit and which they stand, um, they can really, really make a significant change in America by taking a stronger stance in race relations and in, and, and in sports. Because the owners, they're multi-billionaires. Mm-hmm. They're multi-billionaires in football. You can't you can't buy a team unless you have a hundred and twenty billion dollars. I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating, but that's the kind of amount of money that a, that a pro football owner has to have. Um, but the but these athletes now that they're seeing that that they have a platform and the WNBA uh, is taking up the platform of uh, Breonna Taylor. Um, did you see the NBA this week? Did you watch any NBA games? I think. Did you see them taking a kneel in some of the jerseys that they were wearing? Yes, I did. Yes, right. I did, and I was very, very proud. And I thought it was an outstanding effort. But on top of that, it, the the WNBA um, and the NBA players um, they they can speak out on the fact that the WNBA players who are as talented and as skillful as the NBA players are not paid uh, uh, on, on, on the scales on, on, of the NBA players. So we're talking about racism. We're talking about discrimination. We're talking Sexism, about pay yes. equity. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a whole list of issues on which this time these very highly paid, very respected players in football, basketball, baseball can really, really coalesce this country and make this country understand that the history of race and sports is intertwined and that, that, that we need to understand the history and, and go back 
and and analyze how uh, we were treated, and 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 I think that if 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 they start raising that issue, mm-hmm. and and really really making uh, people understand in simple ways, uh, and, and showing the uh, uh, and demonstrating through words and 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 conference press conferences that 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 the show on on Channel Ten last night would have been a better presentation on 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 Jackie Robinson and it would have been a better presentation on race relations um, with the Philadelphia Eagles and 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 Colin Kaepernick it, it it they need to step up as Muhammad Ali sacrificed his mm-hmm. three years of his career absolutely and 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 he was at the height of his career, and he he made the determination that I'm not going to go to, uh, I'm not going to enlist, and I'm not going to fight uh, in, a, in a foreign land where where people have never discriminated against me. I'm going to sacrifice, and these players that are making millions and millions and millions of dollars need to step up to the plate and really understand the pain that the black community, the Hispanic community uh, that, that, that we're facing, and they can do it. They can do it. And the, and the thing is, is that they come from these communities. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly because I do think, and a lot of times, you know, I, I didn't see the thing on Channel 10 last night. And my thing is sometimes the problem with those kinds of things is that they're never honest. Like what happened to Dick, I mean, Dick Allen used to, I mean, they threw, Dick Allen wore kind of embodied a kind of a style where a lot of players wore their helmet in the field. When I was a kid, I used to think that was cool until I found out the reason why Dick Allen was wearing a helmet because people were throwing stuff at him. Exactly. And people were throwing stuff at him. I mean, same thing, Dave Parker. Used to say, used to, they used to say, do the same thing in Pittsburgh with black, and, and and that was, and this was, you know, way beyond Jackie Robinson. The thing is, is that what I like the fact is that these athletes are speaking up. They're not like, you know, say the Jordan generation where, you know, I don't want to talk about race. I like the fact that these guys are finally speaking up and empowering themselves. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, by taking a knee, did probably. I mean, and the thing is, I don't. I I don't know if he's going to ever get back in football. But you know, he sparked a movement. And sometimes, you know, the Kurt floods of the world, people like that. They, you know, they don't. They don't always re- reap the rewards of what everybody is is fighting for. So I got to move on to the next caller. Willie, thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Okay. So we got Gary's from Southwest Philly. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Gary, no problem, man. How are you? Wow. I'm I'm great. You know, I wanted to say, your previous caller? Yeah. Man, he he just stole all my thunder. (laughs) He was so, I'm serious, that he put it down. He was so on point. And what really bothers me about our athletes today with just to mention Colin Kaepernick. When he took that knee, they drew it all out of proportion. He did that to protest the injustices that we as black people have been facing ever right. since we've been on the soil, right? Right. I really have an issue with the other NFL players. They mm. should have stood with him. I Man, but, you, you preaching to the choir, what? but go on. I, I, it makes me so angry. You guys, some of those guys came from communities where they were so poor, they couldn't even spell the word poor. Mm-hmm. But they rose up, they made all this money, and it's a sense of selfishness. And when... That brother talked about Muhammad Ali. That's my hero. Yeah. At that time, when he was at the height of his career, like he said, I'm not going over there to fight them Viet Cong. They didn't call me the N-word. They didn't do this, do that. He lost so much money. People cannot believe how much money he lost during the time. Mm-hmm. But he sacrificed that. And I respect him to this very day and always will right. respect him for taking a stance. And I'm going to say a lot of the athletes today, and I'm not saying this because out of jealousy because I'm not making millions and millions they're selfish. They're extremely, extremely selfish because mm-hmm. to who much is given, in my opinion, much is required. These guys ride around and got all these exotic cars and the big homes and everything. And don't get me wrong, there are some athletes that are doing things we don't know anything about. They're contributing to their community, doing things for people. And, that's, and I know that's happening. But we have to come together as a collective, as a people, because if we go back, you know, when I think about these NFL teams, I think of slavery. Mm-hmm. You're on a plantation, an owner. No, you're my employer. You're not my owner. 
Right. You understand? You're my employer. I work for you. Or better yet, business partner. I would say, I would say more accurately, business partner, because I wrote a story. I interviewed Bill Roden and and some, and one of the things that, you know, I remember Adrian Peterson said they treat this like a plantation. Well, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. And for athletes, you know what? Nobody, nobody goes to a football game to see, no one goes to a ball game to see Jeffrey Lurie, you know, sit in the pre- and sit in, 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 in the owner's box. No one goes to see Jerry Jones or, or, mm-hmm. or, or the other little guy down in Washington, Dan Snyder. They go to see the, the athletes put the money, put, put the money, put the people in the stands. The owners, on the other hand, they do provide the, you know, the, the, you know, the, the venue, the stadiums right. and, and the place to make money. It's a partnership. It's exactly. not. I mean, those are millionaires and billionaires. And, right. But that's and, and to be honest about it, all of American working life is a partnership. I mean, I, I find it interesting that a lot of poor working class people who are in unions always take up the side of big corporations and everything, even though mm-hmm. they even though those corporations would rather ship their jobs overseas. There, exactly. there, you have to realize, you know, don't get mad when SEPTA goes on strike. SEPTA's trying to, but, you know, if all workers came by and, and joined together, maybe we might have better wages. How about that? No, no I agree with, because uh, I'm recently retired and I work for municipal municipality involved with the union. And I told people all the time, you got to be active. You got to be engaged and be involved. If not, you know, you're not going to get what you deserve. And, you know, we have people in politics that represent us and really as a black me as a black man in this country and I look at our people we built America it's no way that our people should be in the condition that they're in with the extreme poverty and the situation that's going on so I'm just saying as a collective we have to be more socially conscious and love one another and come together and stick together because if we don't we're in real trouble thanks Chris no problem no problem we gotta, we gotta move on Mike from, from Columbus Ohio Oh, Chris. Uh, good, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm I'm angry. I'm really angry, and I'm gonna stay in lockstep with these brothers. And and here's why I'm angry. And I I really love your show. I listen to it as often as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the opportunities that the black athletes have, um, in terms of really pushing, um the narrative forward for young athletes that are going to become behind them, mm-hmm. community initiatives, etc. It's not about, uh, um, you know, getting on ESPN. Right. It's not about uh, putting Black Lives Matter on a basketball court, etc., etc., etc. I agree. It's about what I said. I've been saying this to you for three or four weeks. Black athletes have the opportunity to support black businesses, specifically black media. There's I, no reason right. in this city, again, that Deshaun Jackson um, and, 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 and that situation they had, he's got a voice right here. Mm-hmm. He's got support right here. And not just him, all every black athlete in this city, megastar or not, I've been listening to words, H-A-T. Johnny Sample was successful and, 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 and having some on, but not nearly as many as the athletes um, in the city of Philadelphia. So I'm just dealing with Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and um, they, they don't support uh, black media. So I don't want to hear it. Well, 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 let me say this. Let, let me say this. And, and I, don't, well, I have one more point, and I ahead. appreciate it. Go ahead. No. So, 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 so the podcast that all these jokers have, I could care less. They have a national platform for it. If you are serious about advocacy, activism, love for your people, love for your community, you have a black-owned female on a media station right here. Right. No excuse. There's no excuse whatsoever. This station uh, goes out on a limb. They advocate for uh, these athletes when they're done wrong. They do not 
support words they or the Philadelphia Tribune or or Scoop USA. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I, I agree so, with so, you. So, so, so you know, I don't mean you know. I, I say I'm angry uh, because I'm not concerned about anything else except for real support when you have the ability to do it. Right for um, uh, a, a media outlet like this. There's no compromise, and I and I am proud of the young brothers um, that support Brianna Taylor. I am more proud mm-hmm. of the sisters from the WNBA. And if right. anybody has a real opportunity, it's going to be those sisters, not those brothers. It's going to be those sisters who are going to change the narrative. And lastly, I watched those lonely sisters again, same thing, and Jimmy Buckets couldn't have said it anymore. When he was here, he said he walked into a room and he said something about what you think you control, you can control him. Philadelphia's been doing that to black athletes. I'm 63. I mean, I've been watching sports probably since the, the 60s. Mm-hmm. They've been doing that to every black athlete that's come from this town, and that's why it's hard for them to win a championship because they always want to mold or look for this prototype black athlete that they uh, can control. And that performance last night was a disgrace. They had the game won. And uh, their coach is just an F. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I screamed. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a lot angry about the lack of support for the black athletes in this town. Well, can That's I say can, can I say something to that to that because I've been when I was a when I was a reporter at the Tribune and a lot of times when we wanted to get guys you know with some of the teams I'm not going to mention the teams and you know we had to fight in many respects to go through PR people and go through a lot of the people a lot of the athletes who come here are probably sheltered from black media outlets for some reason. We come out, we go to them, and we go, we cover them, Don Hunt and Daryl Bell and John Mitchell, we all go out and we cover these guys. And you're right, a lot of them just don't know that we're here. I mean, I talk, we talk to them all the time, and a lot of times, sometimes, and I think some of the team's PR people, I'm not gonna say who, but a lot of the PR people, you know, tend to kind of drift them away from talking to us. Or sometimes it's hard for sometimes for black media outlets like the Philadelphia Sunday Sun or and, and maybe even WURD to get access to cover the games. OK, yeah, fight to get access. I mean, the Sixers, I'm still trying, and I'm going to put this out there. I'm still, we, the Philadelphia Sunday Sun has been trying to call the Sixers for, for the last few years to cover the Sixers. They won't give us access, okay? And, for, oh, and, from, and, and from that standpoint, you know, we got, and we got to make these guys aware of that too. But we need a community to talk to these teams to say, look, give black media outlets the access. And don't sit us way up in the, in the rafters in the press box. I mean, don't sit us, I mean, and don't be put us in the main press boxes, but don't, when it's at Sixers game, put us way up somewhere sitting in nosebleed seats, okay? Okay, I mean, that, and, and that's the kind of thing that I've dealt with in this town as a black reporter, okay? Or a couple of other people I know. I, I know, um, you know, a couple of my friends, um, you, know, Ron, you know, Ron Glover, Mike Tillery from the starting five, they had to fight to get that access, to get to the, to the Eagles and all those other things. They don't let, they let, they let small white, you know, um, websites come in, but they don't let black, they, you know, they, for some reason, and I'll talk about that whole thing when we come back from here. Like, I go to break. Yeah, y'all, y'all got me going now. Um, you know, so you're listening to 96.1 FM, 900 AM, WURD, Black Talk Media, and we are Black Media. We'll be right back. Just one more step. Come you on. got it. You're doing great. 
This is the sound of a nationally ranked top rehabilitation hospital, home to the largest collection of robotics in the United States, where we continually exceed patient expectations because no injury is too severe or too minor for our care. This is the sound of success. Moss Rehab. Challenge accepted. The coronavirus continues to affect us all, and AARP is here in Philadelphia, actively supporting you and your community. Every day, they're providing trusted information from experts, working to protect people from fraud, supporting family caregivers, and making it easier for neighbors to help neighbors through the new AARP Community Connections website. Learn what AARP is doing to connect and support our community during this unprecedented time. We may be apart, but we're not alone. Click to connect at aarp.org backslash near you. No fear, just facts. This is WURD, independent black media. Word TV. We're streaming live video of this conversation right now. Tune in on YouTube at On Word or on Facebook at Forward. Word TV. Black Talk Media. You're listening to Word Radio, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Independent Black Media. Hey, we're back. Now, before I went off on my tirade, but I got to say, you know, sometimes black media outlets have a hard time when we write to get credentials because you got to email all the proper people because we are and we get treated different. We are we're because we're weekly or biweekly or like the, the tribunes are straight. Might as well be daily now. I mean, we all we're all kind of daily now because of the Internet and because of websites. And, you know, it, it's a thing where when I was with the Tribune, and I was covering baseball. I was trying to get into the Baseball Writers Association. And, they, and one of the people that was telling me, they told me at the time, although I found out some you know, people, different people tell you different things, but because I didn't follow the team from city to city, you know, because in some, in many respects, black media outlets don't have, you know, the money to really pay you to go around the country. You know, a lot of times when I covered Super Bowls, I paid partially out of my own pocket, but I've also had other people sponsoring me. But the thing is, is that sometimes they use that as an excuse to not give us credentials or we have to fight to get credentials, you know, and and, and it's a lot of other things that also, also the black media has to deal with because sometimes, you know, some places I've worked, um, you know, don't necessarily like sports. I'm not going to say which one. Y'all, some of y'all know we know which one I'm talking about, but they don't put that kind of money into that. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's a combination of things. And you're right. And, uh, and Mike from Columbus is right. A lot of these black athletes don't know that there are black media outlets out here. Okay. So we got Clyde from South Philadelphia. Clyde, sorry to keep you waiting. What's happening? Hey, Chris, man. Thanks for taking my call. And shout out to uh, Eric, man. Eric is doing yeoman's work on the boards, man. Oh, no so, doubt. Eric, uh, Eric and... working hard all week, brother. Eric is the man. I mean... Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, Eric, is, and, and and like I say, so is my man David Fritz, too. I got I to gotta mention Fritzy. Yeah. I never, I, I never, you know, I don't mention Fritzy. Uh, I call him, I call him David. I call him Fritz. I mean, I call him just Fritz, but David. But, you know, David, you know, I miss I miss him. I mean, that, that's my jazz man. And, and all the producers here, everybody who works in black media, the reporters, whether we're talking the Sunday Sun, the Tribune, Scoop USA, West, whatever, West Side Weekly, whatever small papers that are out there, we try to do a good job. But the thing is, we need a community to support us, to support, support URD, become a member, become a word member, become, you know, support, you know, by the Tribune. You may not agree with all things they cover. And if, and if you disagree, you know, write them letters. And so, and so, um, and so from that standpoint, um, you know, from that, from that standpoint, um, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, um, we got to support our media outlets. I, I just believe that me and me, you, you all can make us better 
by supporting us. I mean, we may not always agree on things. It's not contingent. Your calling here is not, a con- you, it's not contingent on me agreeing with you or you agree you have to agree with me, but you got to support us. You got to support what we do. We're not perfect. We're not, you know, we're not perfect, but you got to have an outlet. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, I just wanted to chime in about the, um, the Negro League Museum, man. Uh, I went there, I was blessed enough to go there years ago, mm-hmm. at the original one. I don't know if they, they finished rebuilding the other one. I know it went through a little vandalism and a flood, things of that nature. I hope that it's up and running. But, um, I mean, it's, it's, oh, it's a treasure, man. When I went through there, I was just in awe, mm-hmm. you know, back about eight, nine years ago. And I was just in awe of what I seen. And, oh, oh, isn't that a great place? I mean, oh my goodness, man! And and just where where it's located at, you know, it's like I think it's, it's a couple of jazz clubs down the street. And it's right near the jazz museum too, yeah, right? Right. And just that area, of Kansas City, is really nice. Right. Really, really nice down there. And uh, you know, this happy anniversary to them. I think you said it was a hundred year anniversary for them, and. Uh, Man, uh, it's a treasure, and I think that, you know, like you said, you know, supporting black media, I think we need to continue to support that. And um, I don't know if you remember, I think um, Real Sports did a thing on this white, this little white kid, man, that was really keeping up with it. And, I mean, I, I got to give a white kid kudos because he was the only one out there that's really looking out. And, I mean, we should do a better job ourselves at telling our own story. But um, he really captured the essence of, you know, the Negro League at the time. And I, I, I think he still keeps in touch with a lot of those players. Right. So I just wanted to really chime in on that. Now, getting to this NBA and these players. Uh, my, my opinion, Chris, man, I mean, it looks like a setup. And, and I say that by saying this. You got all these millionaires down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Where this virus is skyrocketing. I mean, it's, it's just it's just out of almost out of control down there. Absolutely. You got all these athletes in a bubble. They can't go anywhere, and then you're going to feed them. I, I don't know, Chris. It almost sound like the Tuskegee experiment to me. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, you got a lot of, like I said, black millionaires down there. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's epic down there. I mean, I'm looking at it from that standpoint. You know, it's dollars over lives. And I understand. And you know what? I understand that. And I, and I, and I look at it in the same way. Chris, Chris, the other thing is just here. What's the most contact sport out there besides wrestling and boxing? It's basketball. You got people breathing on one another. They sweating on one another. Football, too. on one another. Right. You know, and I mean, to me, I mean, it's a recipe for disaster. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. I mean, and then, you know, you want to highlight the fact that the first player that caught it is the first player that made a basket, and it's like, this entertainment stuff is killing me right now. <laughs> it really is. Because yeah, I, I got you, man. I hear you. We talking about human lives, and I mean, I remember I called one show when they had, uh, they had this guy on. I'm not even going to mention his name, but um, he's part of that system, you know, one of our people. And I'm listening to this guy. He's like, well, you can go up the street and die from this. I'm like, but that's an unexpected death. Was that Jason Whitlock? Right now, you know what I'm saying? Was that? walking into something right now. And I I just, for me, Chris, I, I got a problem with that. I, you know what, Clyde? I agree. You know, I, if you read my column in the Sunday Sun this week, mm-hmm. if you read my column, that's what I talk about. You know, right. why are we doing this? I mean, the, the, the Major League Baseball, and, and I hope I'm, and I'm hope I'm wrong. I hope that players can play and protect themselves. But I'm like you, Clyde. I'm skeptical of this. I'm skeptical, especially in football. You know, colleges. You know, Clemson had about 37 guys who came down. Clemson's football team who came down with COVID-19. And I'm, and anybody can get it. I mean, don't don't listen to Donald Trump. Don't listen to anybody. You know, listen to my man Anthony Fauci. You know. You know, you know, the thing is, is that we're trying to fit the, the you know, sports around the virus, sports into the virus. The virus ain't trying to hear you on that. You got to, ba- you know, you got to understand where this virus is coming from. 
And and this is why I say we shouldn't play sports. You shouldn't play until we have a, a, a and we and the thing is, had the country had the idiot in the White House. Yes, I'm saying it. You can ban me from Facebook or whatever. But that the idiot in the White House had a comprehensive national plan to deal with that, we would not be having this conversation right now about sports. Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. And and as far as I'm concerned, and Clyde, I got I got to move on to the next call. But I, and I thank you for the call, right, Clyde. Thanks, Chris. But I but I appreciate you know what you're right. You're right. I'm skeptical of this. Rob from North Philadelphia. How you doing, brother? I'm doing okay, man. How are you? Doing good, man. And a uh, great show as always. I, I love listening to this, man. This is the best sports show in Philly. Thank you. But, you're welcome. Well deserved. But. To your earlier, um, what you earlier started talking about on your program was the Negro League. Right. And we were the problem, man, when it came to the demise of the Negro League. And the demise of the Negro League was also the demise of our economical growth. You're probably because right about that. Yeah. Instead of letting Jackie Robinson go and do his thing and still support the Negro League, we ran to the to the baseball league and, and never gain the support for our own league that we had at that time. We, we were probably in the best position in sports at that time that anyone was aware of. And you, Correct? Excuse me, brother? No, I was gonna, you, and I, you know what happened to those clubs? Those clubs never got the Negro League clubs never got adequate compensation for letting their players go. I mean, and and, and when you finish when you finish making your point, I want to say something about that because I think you know we got we got this integration thing con- kind of wrong and whatnot. You know, I, I'll, I'll explain what what, what, what I'll, I'll explain and the word it to you. Integration that was all wrong. See, right. we never needed to integrate. They mm-hmm. needed us. The only reason they accepted Jackie Robinson is because their league was not successful at the time because it was during the war. Black men were not allowed to find a home, running businesses, playing sports, mm-hmm. and living our lives. Right. Becoming economically great. But they took Jackie, and with them taking Jackie or allowing him to play in the league, Everyone else wanted to follow, but the fans followed. The support followed. Right. We, lost, we had ownership of those teams. There were people like really, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, um, Sasmo was an owner of one of the teams. We had a lot of teams that were owned, and not to, not to mention the stakeholders. Because right. We couldn't stay in any other major hotels, so we had our own places of business that people had to support that were black because you had to eat, you had to sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your uniforms had to be made. We were in an economical powerhouse, but we didn't realize it collectively. Right. If but we, you know what, though, Rob? And, and, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, cause, cause I also got to move, I got to get to the break. But, Rob, let me, let, let me say, before you leave, though, Rob, let me say this. You know, like anybody else, I, I can say I'm all for diversity and integration of society. But here's the thing it doesn't mean that you still got to have your own. I yeah. agree with people. Some people say, well, we should. I'm a firm believer of doing both and. I'm a firm believer in, you know what? You know, we need to have more black people at the Philadelphia Inquirer, okay? Because people read that read that paper and sometimes, and a lot of us who worked in those newsrooms, a lot of us who worked in those newsrooms, we know sometimes we're like the last line of defense from keeping your, those editors and reporters from coming up with erroneous stereotypical stuff about black people. And I remember um, people like, like, um, good Lord, I, I'm having a, like Elmer Smith. Like Elmer Smith would tell me all the time about that. Elmer Smith and others, you know, who worked in those newsrooms. You need, but you still need to have a strong black press. You still need to have strong black businesses, okay? So, and I got and I got to go to break on that. But don't get it twisted. I'm for diversity in all society because we live, we pay taxes in the society. But I do believe you gotta have because God bless the child that has his own. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to ninety six point one FM, nine hundred AM WRD Black Talk Media. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Word family. Our friends at Amoroso's Baking Company are hiring right now. Amoroso's has been baking the delicious bread in our community for over 100 years, and they want you to join their team today. The old and the young love Amoroso's, and they are hiring right now. Check it out. They offer fair pay and provide health, dental, and prescription plans after 90 days employment. Call 856-754-0355 or visit Amoroso's.com for details. Keystone First VIP Choice HMO SNP Dual Eligible Special Needs Plan has a 4 out of 5 star rating and is one of the highest rated Medicare plans in the region. Keystone First VIP Choice and you are better together. If you live in Philadelphia, Bucks, Chester, Montgomery, or Delaware County and you have both Medicare and Medicaid, choose the Medicare plan that is working to help you get better care. Enjoy extra benefits at no cost to you with Keystone First VIP Choice. You get benefits like dental, vision, and transportation to and from your medical appointments. They also cover a fitness membership to a gym of your choice. $150 toward over-the-counter pharmacy items. There's no copay for doctor's visits. They offer a large provider network, a great prescription plan, dental coverage, and even eyeglasses. Plus, you don't have to wait for open enrollment. You can change your coverage every quarter. Keystone First VIP Choice. The name you trust, the service you deserve. Call Keystone First VIP Choice today at 1-877-686-1760 or visit Keystone StoneFirstVIPChoice.com. The Word Radio Newsletter. Keeping you informed, engaged, and connected. Sign up.